Welcome to Teach Musically, the music studio teacher's resource for business and pedagogy solutions. My name is Michelle. And I'm Leanne. There will come a time in most music teachers' careers when they decide that a student is no longer a good fit for them. That means that they will have to find the right way to dismiss this student from their studio. Letting a student go can be a difficult and awkward situation that can result in hurt feelings if not done with compassion and kindness. Even if you are choosing to end a relationship with a student, it is vital to maintain a level of professionalism and mutual respect to uphold your reputation and to not burn bridges with your client. Today we'll discuss how to let a student go professionally to make the process as smooth and painless as possible. If you're currently thinking of letting a student go but not sure if it's the right decision, then you can listen to our other podcast called When to Let a Student Go. Before you make the decision to let a student go, you should try to resolve any issues you may have with the student or parent. Whether it is a lack of practice or poor behavior, hopefully some communication can help resolve these issues. Let the client know your concerns and give them some possible solutions. If these issues are not resolved, then it will not come as a shock to the client if you choose to let them go. That's right. You should always try to give your client the benefit of the doubt and a chance to improve themselves before you dismiss them. Michelle, you were telling me about your three-strike system you use in your studio. Can you describe it? My three steps are to notify, to remind, and then to warn. If there is something that bothers me, such as a behavioral issue, lack of practice, or late payments, I will kindly notify the parent what the issue is. Something like, I'm noticing that Jimmy is having trouble focusing in class. Is this lesson time not a good time for him? Usually this allows us to open up for discussions or solutions to the issue. If this issue persists for a second time, I will remind them again. So going back to Jimmy, I might say, it seems he's having trouble focusing, so it's making it difficult for us to progress and make lessons productive. Could we try moving him to an earlier time or on a day where he isn't rushing from swimming class? By offering solutions at both these stages, it shows that I'm still willing to work together on any issues. If, by the third time, there is still an issue, then I give them the last warning. I will let them know firmly that if things don't change, lessons cannot continue. I might say, Jimmy is still having trouble focusing and behaving in the lessons. If this continues, it'll be difficult for us to move forward. If the issue shows up one more time and the last time, I will tell the parent that I can no longer teach the student. Usually issues are remedied by the very first stage and very rarely have I had to let a student go. By going through three stages, the parent is often in agreement with the final decision since we have all tried to work it through many times. By having a notification, a reminder, and a warning, students will not feel surprised or attacked when you decide to let them go. It is also a good idea to include the grounds for dismissal in your studio policy. Students and parents should know upfront when they register for your lessons that there is a possibility that they can be removed from your studio if they do not follow your rules. Be sure that parents have read your policy and signed it. The next thing to consider is how you deliver the message. Try your best to avoid any written form of communication such as text or email. When you send this type of message in writing, you are taking away all of the body language and nonverbal cues and nuances of speaking in person that can make the message come off as more compassionate and personal. Your first choice should be to talk in person, followed by over the phone. Especially if you have taught this student for a number of years, you owe it to them to have a conversation in person. Now for the tricky part. How do we actually break the news? How should we phrase it? Try to lead it as a discussion as opposed to a blatant statement. For example, instead of saying, this isn't working out anymore, 
I'm going to have to dismiss Jenny from my studio. You could say something like, I have noticed that Jenny's practicing hasn't improved much since our last discussion. Have you noticed any changes in her practice habits at home? This is a gentle way to open the discussion and gradually steer it in the direction of a dismissal. Do your best not to shift the blame onto the student or the parent, but rather on yourself. Of course, we all know it is not your fault that the student is being dismissed, but delivering your message in this way is more kind and gentle. As an example, instead of saying, Jenny doesn't practice, so I will not teach her anymore. You could say, since practicing is a part of my studio policy, I don't think I'm the right teacher for Jenny. I think she would be a better fit with the teacher who is more relaxed in this way. That way, instead of telling them that it is their fault, you are simply saying that you are not the right match. At the same time, you are still being truthful and giving the real reason for dismissal. After you've let them know that they're being dismissed from your studio, offer some suggestions for next steps. This will show that you care for the student's success, even if they are not studying with you. Be prepared to suggest a specific teacher or music school that may be a good fit. If this student was a nightmare to teach and you wouldn't dare recommend them to any colleague that you respect, you could point them in the direction of a local music school that you are not affiliated with. Never tell a parent or student that they shouldn't or can't pursue music. We want to uplift and encourage all students the best we can. Once the conversation is coming to a close, make sure to thank them for their business and the opportunity to teach their child. Even if the student drove you crazy, they still chose you as their teacher and paid for your services, and for that you should be thankful. This also helps end the conversation on a positive note and lets the parent feel appreciated. The last thing we want to do is burn bridges and hurt your reputation in the community. Make sure you go into this conversation with a rough idea of what you're going to say. Try to avoid dismissing a student in the heat of the moment when you've had a particularly difficult lesson. Though you may know right then and there you will not continue to teach the student, it is better to have time to calm yourself down so you can deliver the message gently and kindly. Now, as much as you try to be professional and kind as possible, there is still a chance of hurt feelings. The parent may try to fight back or shift the blame onto you. It is best to try not to engage or react. Remember, don't take it personally. The parent is probably hurt. Leanne, has a parent ever gone upset with you when you dismiss their child? Unfortunately, yes. I've had a couple of instances where the parents tried to shift the blame onto me. One parent said that their kids felt I did not show any passion for music. Another parent said that their child had said my lessons were boring. While this was frustrating to hear, I did not engage or respond to these comments, as I just wanted to move on and end the relationship. I have also had a parent plead for a second chance, but I had to reiterate to them again, in a more firm way, my reasons for letting their child go. I never heard back from them, so I think they were quite hurt. How about you, Michelle? Early on in my career, I did have a parent who was visibly surprised and offended when I let their student go at the end of a lesson. However, I do think it was my fault because I didn't give them any clear warning signs ahead of time about my issues with their child's lack of interest and disrespect. Now, I know better and I have not yet had a parent who is upset with my decision to let them go because I do give them enough time and warning. Letting a student go is never easy, but approaching it in a professional way will likely save you lots of hurt feelings and arguments. Remember, at the end of the day, we must do what's best for our studio and our happiness as teachers. Have you ever had a tricky situation arise when letting a student go? Any other tips we didn't mention here? Let us know in the comments below. We hope you found this podcast helpful. 
Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for more great podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at teachmusically.com. Until next time, happy teaching!